This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me, as always, not a fan of field goals, it's Mitch Doyle. (laughs) Apparently nobody is, because no one wants to kick one. Just didn't want it. They didn't want it. Maybe it was a two-team performance art protest against Golden Point. Two, it was almost a four-team protest <laughs> against Golden Point. It's true. Adam Reynolds didn't get the message. He, he didn't. And then, yeah. like, I mean, maybe field six goals. teams are terrible Gorgeous. field goals. Yeah, Clifford might already be, like, the fourth best field goal kicker in the comp. <laughs> it turns but out Cooper Cronk can't kick him anymore. No, he's cancelled. Yeah. So, yeah, but we'll get, we'll get to that later. But first up, we have... Gold Coast United two, <laughs> Penrith Panthers twenty four, and yeah, look. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. I mean, there's a few options for this game. We said we. I don't know where we ended up with this. We were either going with the Titans for employing Brennan in the first place, any of like the signings they've made in the last two years, or anyone that watched this game. It's just, it's a combination of all. Yeah, <laughs> I watch this game, so I don't want to be dropping like it's Hunt. But uh, <laughs> but just, the the Gold Coast Titans uh, football club, I believe, deserves it this week, just in general. I think so I called really... them Gold Coast United when I was yeah, saying that, the score recap. But you know what? I stand by it. Yeah, I stand by it. We are planning to rename the team yeah. after all. Remember. To some form of Australian fauna. Clive Palmer should strip the Titans of their assets and sell them off. He doesn't own them, but he should just do it anyway. <laughs> All Gold Coast sport. Yeah. I just saw, saw some graph this week. Oh, yeah, that was good. The, the Suns, Suns they're not good. They've been like, they've, they peaked at 12th in their, in their history. Didn't they get rigged a bunch of draft picks for like 10 years straight? Yeah. And didn't they have Gary Ablett? Yeah, they finished 17th like every year, it's which not good. is second last, yeah. I think. It's 18 teams. What was it? Doesn't even make sense. Uh, I think it's 18. I'm not sure. Okay. Doesn't even make sense though because like they rigged as many drafts for the GWS team and they are like good. I think. I think they make the finals every year. Yeah. So I don't know. The Gold Coast Sports is terrible. <sighs> yeah. Uh, the team on Friday played like a team who was like, honestly, like well, we were saying off sometimes that they wanted a coach out there, but that was a team that was like, I'm done with this. There was like no motivational effort through the whole game. Yep. Like even the Don was doing terrible, just disgusting rubbish stuff. The whole team didn't care. Kevin Walters ruled himself out. Oh, he's in, mate. I reckon you get. Oh, he's got the job. I think it's like his job to not have. I think he just ruled himself out of contention because what's he supposed to do? He's going to come out publicly as the Queensland coach and then say, hey, I'm going for that Titans gig. And then if he misses out on it, it's going to be an absolute fool. Yeah. I think it's going to be... Because when he was going... He did that with the Broncos gig. He looked like an idiot last year. I think it's one of those situations that he is like... To me, he's like 90% chance he's their, first, he's their coach next year. Because he's just going to wait. They're going to approach him. It'll be done behind closed doors. That's what I feel. They'll do you know due diligence in, in air quotes. And they'll, um, but, they'll interview other people. But what if the Malmeninga Consortium... Gets them on a turns the club around and gets them on a run to the finals. Yeah, I think there's no coincidence that like Brennan was sacked like immediately after Origin three. I feel like there's no coincidence there at all. The timing's perfect, and um, I also feel like I don't think that's the right direction for this club. I I do feel like they're not going to go rookie again because a lot of clubs do this thing and they have a rookie coach that fails and like well we can't have a rookie coach next time though we need experience and I think Kevy probably probably leads a candidate. So they did say again today they believe he's a strong candidate. So. They're probably going after him. What's up with this, the Panthers, by the way? They're like every year they seem to have this like period during Origin where they just catch like six teams at the lowest ebb. Yeah, 
They did this last year, too, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It, it, every year they'd whack up the wins. It's an interesting point on the on the, on the the coaches that you make, because I think the last coach to win a comp that he wasn't at his first club was Wayne Bennett in 2010. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but what about experience? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's not even any experienced coaches out there I'd want at my club, but I think Kevy's the the one they're going to take first. They might look at Tuvi, might look at Holbrook uh, over in England. If they're looking at a rookie, maybe Dimitri, who I think is the best candidate, but I don't know if they'll go that way. What's Tiger uh, Coleman Adam doing O'Brien. these days? Sorry? What's Tiger Coleman doing these days? I don't know. Well, they've been also rumoured now Craig Fitzgibbon too. It's like... Marco Mealy? <laughs> if you ask Willie Mason, yeah, well, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be commenting about coaches. He's he never coached. Never the coached. Game. Well, Marco Mealy is the uh, what is he? Blues on a twenties coach. You have to be in the Blues under eighteens last week, last yeah. year. And it's I mean, you know, they essentially is a New South Wales team, so he does fit perfectly with that for that franchise. He does with the sky blue jerseys. Yeah, ridiculous. Penrith, though, I mean, yeah, you won. They're in the eight. Good for you. There's uh the twenty. It's kind of the what like the second time they score more than twenty points this year or something. They don't score very many points. They do don't they? and. um it's one of those things that they're a team, like they're negative 71 for and against. And yet, there they are. They're in the eight. In the top eight. Yeah. And they have a, somehow, they, like every year they end up with this soft run. Somehow they got the Dragons this week. And then they've got, oh, the Raiders is not a soft run, but the Raiders then, they got the Bulldogs after that. Uh, the Sharks, who are out of form and full of injuries. The Broncos. So they, don't, they, play Cowboys. One, they play one team that's in the top eight in the next five games. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Bloody hell. It's somehow they got this nice hop, but, you know, they'll make it difficult. But, yeah. Yeah, um, Newcastle fourteen, Canterbury twenty. Um, we were right about the first half of taking misses out Friday being complete waste of time, but the second game turned out to be pretty damn good. It was a cracker. A uh, good friend of the podcast, Hate Ramage. We were talking during this game, and about five minutes in, he called them losing this, and I was with him. I thought they showed the Bulldogs no respect when the game started. They were trying to play really quick and they thought they were going to score almost every set they had. They were spreading the ball. They looked okay, but it's like, you guys are not respecting this opposition. And This Bulldogs team isn't your typical spoon contender because they're actually put in. The effort is there every week. It's just that the players aren't good or they're not great and they're just not a great side, but the effort is there. But if you don't turn up, don't take them seriously, Mm. they will beat you. And they did it to the Sharks last week and they did it to the Knights this week. And whilst it was a a tough slog for the Bulldogs to get on top and they took a couple of lucky tries like that Remus Smith try which is, you know, a lot of luck for someone in the Knights not to get their hand on that ball when he was juggling it and then, you know, also some people think it shouldn't be overturned on-field call. I thought it was a try but, Same. you know, that, it was a tough slog for them to get ahead but that, that not, the Knights just like watched the roll go and, and they Yeah, it was weird. I mean, Pierce threw that sick pass early on you thought they were probably going to cruise but Harry knows better than I do. Yeah, and the only other points they scored was uh, was when Dylan Napa had that... Te- yeah, which should be if they'd lost, it would have been drop below hunt. That terrible drop ball. I mean, putting in the effort play like that and then dropping it in your own in goal. Like, Napa forgot his hands worked. Yeah. He actually had a pretty good game other than that. I thought, you know, 21 runs and... What do you have? 21 runs, 177 metres against an all-origin pack. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the night, so did you see the news? I guess we're covering news during games this week, or whatever, but the news are over the cap next year. How'd that happen? They can't even re-sign Kenny Dowell or Heimel Hunt, and they can't register um, Jaden Braley because they're over the cap for next year. So what's Jaden Braley going to do? I don't know. I think they'll figure it out, but it's like... So you're telling me this club spent like four years being the worst team in NRL history, cellar-dwelling, preaching patience to like finally get to being 8-8, eight and eight, and they're back over the cap and cap trouble again. After all the crap, all the bull crap <laughs> they sold their fan base. It's a not, disgrace. It's not what you want. It's not. It's just. It's not. It's just. It's just embarrassing. Like this is not an over the cap team. It's just not. And 
it's just one of those things. We all saw, we all know who they blamed, but it's like this is the symptom of what the club's always been like. Doesn't matter. Like they've always had a problem with managing their salary cap. You know, they they gave them all like you know fifteen mortality years a squillion dollars after Wayne left. For example, they did do that. They, they, That's a thing. Everyone who goes to Newcastle gets paid. It's it's a problem. Yeah. So the squad isn't too bad now, but it's like you're telling me this squad cannot get better next year. It has to lose players to get under the cap. They like Kenny Dow and Hunt, who aren't superstars. Do you think you, you know most clubs should be able to find room for those two? And they're two of their starting backs, and they can't keep them. Ridiculous. That's crazy. And Holland's been pretty good this year. Yeah. Uh, Doggy's nailed it with DWZ recruitment. Who could have seen that coming? I mean, yeah, we, we we are DWZ fans on this podcast, and I thought it was weird. As it happens, people just end up swinging against players when there's so much clubs chasing him, and people couldn't understand why. They kind of forgotten how good he'd been. But you know, he got, I know he hasn't got a passing game, but he goes to fullback, and he's just like all effort. And, you know, he's like lightning in a bottle most of the game. He also pulled off some fake cramp at the end of the game, which we all should Masterful. know is a weight in my heart. He was great. And also that Will Hopawati, who, you know... Yeah, he, he was really good too. The podcast, we were fans of him, but he, you know, I hate the term underrated, but they're probably, you know, if I'm going to call anybody in the NRL underrated, I think Will Hopawati is the most underrated player in the NRL. He's one of the best centers in the competition, if you ask me, mm-hmm. yet he is still treated like he's that same player who came back from his more mission and wasn't very good at para. His yeah. quality. Good on him. And good on the Bulldogs. Off the bottom. Off the bottom, And I yeah. don't think they'll finish last. I think they're better than the Titans. But oh, the Titans, you know, do they get that new coach bump? Maybe. I don't know. I think they might. So we'll see. The Bulldogs, are, yeah, they, you know, they might not finish with the spoon, which is a, a major win for considering the, the playing talent they have currently. Do they play the Titans again? If it's in Sydney, we should go. I don't know if they do. Spoon Bolt. If there's a spoon bolt, well, they don't play them again. They don't. No, they've got um, they got Brisbane this week, which they have an okay record against them. Not a great Are you time. throwing your own boys into the spoon bowl mix? Mate, it could be a spoon bowl this weekend with, with the Broncos. Who knows? Jesus Maybe. Christ. Grim times. Um, no, look, Bulldogs, they've got... Well, there's no good run when you're when you're a selling no. roller. They've got a bit of a tough run. <laughs> so, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go from here. But yep. certainly, they've got Broncos twice in the run home. So, it could be two spoon bowls. A couple of four-pointers. An eight-pointer. <laughs> really eight seen eight-pointer. <laughs> South Sydney 21, Manly 20. Um, South win for the first time in like seven weeks. This is a really good win from South. Yeah, they were good. Like a really good win because I know people look at pay- on paper and go, oh yeah, South are you know, they're up second on the ladder. They're a better team than Manly. But you know they're missing the three Burgeye. They had Adam Dewey playing fullback in this game. Uh, they had uh, Ethan Lowe sit out. And then they had Dean Britt starting on edge. Yep. And but, then they had the bunker hand manly two tries. So that was, that was nice. Yeah. The first one is the worst call I've ever seen. No, that's incorrect. It's not. Well, sorry, no. Matula getting Simbin yes. by Ben Cummins <laughs> will always be the worst call I've ever no, seen. The, the but it might be the call like two weeks ago was worse than No, this. it wasn't. When his arm was in touch. <laughs> just let me have this. But yeah, this is okay. Sorry. No, it's worse because they didn't check it. They just... And I'm captain, don't check it. But like, when everyone stops playing, like everybody stopped playing the game, maybe you should check it. Don't know. Um, Brett Kamali tried to say it wasn't a knock-on. I actually, um, I'm not, on review, I'm not too upset with it. It's more the fact that we just know that it's the game is turned almost into drop ball for any knock ball, knock-on. But it went four metres forward, Mitchell. It didn't. He made, from where he first touched it to where it landed, it did. But Correct, and that's, that, the, that's the rule. It, it's not actually the rule. It's just, it's like I looked the rule book up. I oh. tried to confirm what Nick Campton was saying, and it's not actually the rule. So I tried to confirm that, and it's not. So it's not from where the point you first contact it, juggle it, and knock it back, I don't believe. It's just propelled in a forward direction from So you. if you juggle the ball for 10 metres, and then the very last juggle off your hand, it goes you, slightly back. Well, if you bang it back over your shoulders, it's not a knock-on then, no. If it, even if, if it hits the ground in that situation, 
it's the rule book doesn't say from the point you first touched it. It's just mm. propelled forward. So I actually don't. It's one of those ones I don't actually know, but it rarely like because it's called knock on almost every time. It's just a knock on, right? Yeah. You think. Um, I did laugh at Mark Gazzy trying to call the fact Sully hit it into his head was a knock on. It's like, mate, you you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Doesn't know the rules. It was like they they can't let us have anything nice. Like, I thought Dan Ganame was called a great game in this game, but then Noddy and Gaz just. Mate, Noddy called oh uh, Brendan Elliott, Adam Elliott like four times. I said, no, because, all right, so this happened on Sunday. Me and Campo were at the bar and I said, Campo, when did the when did Manly sign Adam Elliott? He's like, they didn't. I was like, Noddy said Adam Elliott like six times yesterday. He's yeah. like, did he mean Brendan Elliott? I was like, yeah, maybe. And then um, you also had the the right halfback is playing left fullback. Yes, no, noted right-sided player Cody Walker. Yeah, and what? halfback. And Jesus left Christ. fullback is a new position. That's well, Kalen Ponga plays that because he's a fraud everywhere else. Obviously, oh, he just left fullback. Yeah, but um, yeah, apparently a fullback's to one side of the field. That was what he said uh, when Cody Walker put a try put on a, Campbell a, Graham. Yeah. So that's the right halfback turning up at left fullback. He also what? doesn't play on the right. Yes, well, everything was wrong with the sentence. Yes, yeah, I, I enjoyed left fullback the most okay. of it. <laughs> Dan Britt looks pretty good. Uh, it, I mean, it's the Wayne Bennett factor, isn't it, mate? It like, everyone sure in, in this team looks good. I mean, Braden you, Burns... You called Braden Bur- You said Braden Burns' origin by 2021. Yeah, I did. And I th- I stick by it. What state's he, he from? He's a blue. Okay. And the blue... Oh, the blue's like rotating through anybody. Mm. And, it, you know, he, if he stays... South stay good, which I think they will. And he, he puts a few, you know, 10 good weeks together, start of a season. He'll be an origin player, yeah. if you ask me. And you know who the best forward on the field was? Liam Knight. He was fantastic. Apart Very from, Burgess game from him. It was. I mean, the dumbest boy alive. So, like, <laughs> they score, like, just not scoring off that massive overlap because he just ran into a defender for no reason at all. Yeah. But when they had, like, a nine on three <laughs> on the right. Still a nice pass from Cook to Dewey on that play. But, yeah, that wasn't smart. I thought but Tom Amone was good off the bench, too. too. Yeah, Amone, all these guys are just quietly doing their job. Like, Totola's really come on this year. Yeah. Knight's been a great signing. Britt looks pretty good. Jaden Sewell put a hit on the coward. No hits at the Broncos. All that talk, and he finally put one on for your line. Uh, Jorge Tafua put it on. He did. He killed him. Killed man. poor Adam Dewey. Uh, over four manly. It was a bizarre game because mm. you know they they obviously got back into it and had a bit of the uh, the roll going, but their goal kicking um, left them let them down. They didn't convert the first two t- tries in the second half. But yeah, yes. they scored the most tries and they lost. It was it was just weird that like the last ten minutes, you did, I had no confidence in them, and. You know, DC in the past has been known for his ballsiness, but yeah. that's now two games in has a row. Has he got the yips? Two games in a row, he's put a bomb up rather than attempting the field goal. And you can probably excuse the origin one. You can talk yourself into it. But in this game, was, what, two and a half minutes left? He was like 35 out to the right of the uprights and put a bomb up. Mm. It's like, okay, what are you hoping for out of that? And um, origin Gagai guy is dead. Club Gagai. He had a good game. Club yeah. guy back, saved a try saved, and scored yeah. one with that brilliant after a brilliant ball from Adam Reynolds. Yeah, but it was just a weird game for Manly. I think you know. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this game, not just because we won. I just thought it was a very entertaining yeah. game. Curtis Sirian, though, the, the why form, is he so, from so last good now? Eight, Eighteen runs, hundred ninety-six meters he for was Curtis great. bloody Sirian. And how many offloads did he have? At Only four. Well, it felt like a hundred. Yeah, it, it felt like any time he had the ball, he did what he wanted. It felt like Manly was every set in the second half were finding an offload on every tackle. We, yeah. were, we were really getting steamrolled towards the back of this yeah. game. Did well. Did pretty well. Good to see uh, Campbell Graham play okay, by the way. He's been in some yeah. terrible form. He started this game poorly too, but he bounced back. Well, it's good to see Cody put him over for one. I think that's Cody's first try assist since Origin, actually. Yeah. So then, I'm well, not sure if that's true, but it sounds right. Well, South are obviously sitting pretty in second now. They've got a two-point gap. Not a huge gap, but over over uh, third and fourth. But, you know, you probably hopefully, hopefully wel- welcome back some troops in terms of Alex Johnston and, yeah, well, and, they've got, and some Burgi. They've got the Dragons and the Cowboys next to before they play the Sharks and the Storm. So some tough games coming yeah, up. Yeah, but you, just, you hope you get some of those troops back. And I yeah. think, 
you know, with Sam, he's he's obviously the leader of that side, and they they give our leg when he's there. I think he'll be a big inclusion when he's back. I don't know what happened. He was named this game, had yeah. inf- infection problems with his shoulder uh, surgery, so who knows when he's back? Yep. Brisbane eighteen, Warriors eighteen. What? Two teams scored the same number of points. This is a terrible game. It was nice of them to not have to make you choose between your two sons. Just can I choose neither? You yes, you can. <laughs> Like how it, this is one of those games that in both instances is like both teams should be feeling should be filthy they didn't win this game at some point like the Warriors you know felt like everyone was going to break the run meters record for them at one point if you didn't know I think it's come around enough now but two of us Shek now owns the record for the most run meters in a game he got three hundred sixty seven in this game he overtook Justin Hodges at three forty six meters a long setting record from two hundred twenty five two thousand and six but that left hand side running at Xavier Coates it's in centers which. That selection is just baffling now. He was disgraceful. Like, it's not Xavier Coach's fault. He's a 18-year-old who's played two games and men on the wing. But that he was so raw and had no idea what he was doing at centre that every time they went left, it felt like they were going to score. And I feel like if Mamala doesn't get concussed, the Warriors win handily. Because once he got concussed, they kind of stopped going left and stopped having the impact on that side. But for reference on how damaging the left-hand side was, was Peter Hukie, who had 23 runs at 242 metres... Kemar Marlowe in 54 minutes had 20 runs for 258 metres. Cody Nikarima had 24 runs for 201 metres. That's a lot of metres. Yes, and Adam Blair had 17 runs 188 metres. Nine ball carry Adam Blair. That might be a season worth of runs and metres in one game. And uh, they absolutely smashed that left-hand side, but Mamalo goes off and they stopped going that way. And they kind of got a bit... Nikarima got a bit selfish, I think, trying to win in the game, being a bit like, you know, show his old club going down that way as the game rolled on. Mm. But, um... Whilst I say that Warriors should be ruined, they should have won this game. Then the last 20 minutes of the of the game, it, the Broncos get back into it through just individual plays again. It's just, there's, I don't know what the hell the team goal is or the team attack is. I don't see any any set plays or any, any structure to what they're trying to do. But the tries they scored was a Payne Haas hit up, a uh, Darius Boyd following a, a, a Milford Grubber that was dropped by uh, was it Jazz Tavanga or Isaac Luke. I can't remember. And then the uh, last one is Dave Fafita running across field and doing a goose step. Like they didn't really create tries; they just had individual brilliance. That but was a sick try, though. It was a sick try, but they got ahead. They were ahead by yeah. like two or three minutes to go, and you know the play that got them back. You know the Warriors back in the game was that Pangai one on one stripped the ball, except Matt Lodge decided to yeah. get back involved in the tackle. And if that one on one strip goes through, mm. Pangai probably he's likely to score. If you ask me, he got outran to two of us check till that thirty meters from the line until they realised that. Mm. It was uh, it was uh, callback for penalty, but if he doesn't score anyway, it's tackle one in the Warriors thirty with twenty minutes, two minutes to go. It's pretty much game over. I think I saw a stat going on. Jazz Tavanga broke the record for most combined tackles and runs in a game ever. I didn't look that up, but I believe so. I, I assume so because he had seventy two tackles and twenty two runs, and we've had other guys. So there's, a, there's four or five guys who've had over that many tackles. Elijah Taylor's had seventy eight tackles, but he's not a known ball carrier, so I doubt he you know That's had the requisite eighteen effort. runs. But yeah, it was a, it was a game that the ball was in play so often that there were some ridiculous numbers. Surprising on, that there wasn't more points. Yeah, I mean, over on the Brisbane side though, in terms of positives, it's like, they, to me, there's not even a conversation to be had that Payne Haas is the best forward of my lifetime under the age of twenty. Like, if you've seen someone back in 1980 or earlier, fair play to you. But in my lifetime, there's not a conversation to be had. I just, you know, you can think of Marco Mealy, but he, his peak started when he was twenty twenty one. George Burgess is twenty one. Adam Ritson's a nice one I, I hear from the nineties, but 
mate, like not only is it the f- athletic freak that Payne Haas is, but it's the, the, the way he's the quality footballer player he is as well too. He's not the first freak who's come through and played first grade, but things like that tackle on Harris Tavita to save this game, you know, he's he's cha- cut, he's got stepped by Tuivasa Shepard, continues the chase and stops Harris Tavita a metre out and kind of, you know, pulls him back from the try line in that tackle. You compare that to, you know, the Broncos match winning play last week when a former representative prop doesn't cover on the inside as Turpin scores, it's like chalk and cheese in terms of the player pain harsies on all levels, if you ask me. I think, you know, they kind of got value in terms of in that deal in the end, and it's um, like a player who uh, who's living up to the hype in that regard. But this is a team that's like forward hit-ups and that's it. Yeah. I think also like Boyd at six, people talking about he's good because he made a lot of tackles. Garbage. 28, you know, he's better than he is at fullback because he's out of the way, but he touched the ball 28 times, which is not enough for a half in 90 minutes. Just avoids a ball on the left-hand side of the field and takes dummy half runs and makes tackles. And, I mean, hiding him is not the worst thing, and he probably hurts the team less than McCulloch does currently, but uh, it's not great. Milford looks fine at fullback, but there's no plan to get him involved in the attack. It's currently he does all the kicking, all the kick returns, and then that's his involvement are about when he gets in the first receiver and just, you know, creates on his own, but... No effective fullback is the guy playing first receiver. You know, Tedesco's best works in space, for example, and they have no plan to get him at space currently. He can't even kick field goals anymore. Can't kick. No, can't kick. He can kick half time field goals. Sorry, yes. Actually, let's talk about the field goals before we move on. Yeah. We've talked a lot already, but um, firstly, Nick Rimmer being your primary field goal kicker, no bueno. Well, they don't really have anyone else. Blake Green can't kick field goals. Well, he didn't kick not. one either, but it's <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like none, none of them have ever kicked one. And, you know, they had Harris Avita come on too. It's like, but Nikarima almost kicked it with his last attempt. I was on my haunches when that happened because the way the team, again, they didn't have the end on camera that you begged Ridiculous. for. It's, it's absurd. I had no idea on every single, the, sorry, I knew on James Seguiaro's one. Yes. <laughs> the rest of them, I had no idea. I knew on Nikarima's first one because it went like 30 metres wide as well. But it's like the last one I thought had gone over because the Warriors players paused and Milford stopped chasing it, but it faded away at the end. But he looked, you know, 101 chance of kicking a field goal in this game. And then you had the Broncos attempts at the first one. Uh, Isako's actually in the pocket behind Milford, but Sigiaro dummies, which was a good play, I thought, to dummy and go yourself, but then to kick it like he did. I mean, he caught, the drop was all wrong. He dropped it almost sideways and then struck it with the outside of his foot. Missed by a mile. He had way longer than he thought he did. Yeah, which I thought was a nice idea. So did I, because there was no pressure execution. on him. But then uh, Milford should have kicked that second one. That should have been the match winner. You know, 35 out in front. He has every right to kick that. And then his last attempt was like, you know, 45, 50 metres. I don't think he even should have gone for it. They should have... Well, it was like 10 seconds. Put uh, a kick it, in. Yeah, what, but they should have... I think they ago. should have run the ball. Yeah, so do I, but just had the crack. And then, yeah, obviously the, the uh, Warriors didn't win it either. But yeah, just a bizarre game. That the, I can't believe someone didn't win this game. The teams were gassed. Yep. Maybe it's one on one. Melbourne 40, Cronulla 16. Uh, Cam Smith-Bornger the game. Goes the way of his 300th game and his 200th game and his 100th game. Wins. He, what's the one he's lost? Like 150, 150 against the Tigers. Like that, like that counts. Love that. It's a weird stat. Um, yep. 40 points for 400 games. Appropriate. Why he nearly scored at the end off that intercept? Hamden <laughs> Newelli, get out of here! Why are you making that tackle? Yeah, Just let him away. score. Yeah. Uh, Did you know people don't like Cam Smith? Oh my god! We put up a, a, a stat about him, and like almost every twenty or thirty minutes, not that long, but every hour or so today, someone's replied to it saying, "What about the cheating games?" We get it, people. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I think they kind of proven in the last years. I don't think the cheating actually mattered. Like. 
They they almost they have a better win record now than they did when they were cheating. For Christ's sake, I just think. Uh, so what you're saying is they're double cheating now. The double cheating. Okay. It is. Um, so you obviously know the cheating happened. Get over it. The grand finals are gone. Doesn't mean the other like he still played the games. Okay. No one's saying he won those grand finals. Didn't play in 08. What happened? Yeah. The, well, exactly right. Doesn't count either that grand final. Then strip that. <laughs> like, but um, anyway, obviously he's played 400 games at. And I and people talking about how that won't be caught. That will be caught in the next five years. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. It was weird. It was like Mitchell Pierce and Jared Croker could both very easily catch that. Mitchell Pierce is on two hundred eighty six games, and Croker's on like two sixty. And Croker's on yeah, but that Mitchell Pierce is thirty. So yeah, if he plays four or five more years, which he might, you know, who yeah. knows? He might go earlier. He might, go, but you know, he he'll he'll probably get there. But the record that I don't think will be broken in our lifetime. I'll be very surprised if it is. The win rate. Is the wins. Yeah. He's on 286 wins now. And if he plays next year, he's obviously going to be over 300 wins. But he he's won like 72 or 73% of his games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, the, that's the fuck part. I mean, obviously, if you take out guys who play like one game or two games or whatever, that yeah. must be so far ahead of everyone except for Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater. He's like five years where he's won over 80% of his games. So some years there, it's like the only games are storm and the losses when he was in Origin. <laughs> it's like, okay, but like... For reference on that, so as you said, Pierce, sorry, uh, Pierce is on 268 games. He's already lost more games than Cam Smith. And for a long time, he was playing for like pretty good Roosters teams. Yeah, that's why I'm not trying to knock yeah, Pierce no. for that stat. The stat is that he's played this many, a certain amount of games. He's played for the Roosters. He's a win, winning record himself. But for him to even equal Pierce, sorry, Cam Smith's 286 wins, he has to win 146 of his less, uh, next 132 games. I don't think you can win that. <laughs> no, I don't can't. think you can win 115% of your games. But that's it. Like that's just it's a fantastic thing from Cam Smith. And I, I think the more most impressive thing as well, though, is like, I think and many people who are his peers will tell you is the fitness. It's just the way like he's somehow played in the middle of the field and got through and missed something like seven or eight games with his entire career through injury. It's absolutely ridiculous to play in the middle and be that durable and be that smart to, to, to you know find a way to self-preserve. But yeah, I mean, people who hate him, I don't think you listen to this podcast anyway. Nah, a few would, but yeah. still. I mean, he would be undisputable goat for me. I don't care about the asterisks. I hated Cam Smith back then too, right? I hated the, the storm. We, I went to that period, but I grew up. Never hated him. Yeah, I hated. Always him. been on board. When I was a Queenslander too, and I hated him. Then that makes no sense. Which because all well, the whole salary cap thing, I was just like because it was so long. But it's so long ago. Well, my now. team was shit that whole time, so I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, but as for this, if game, I was I a mean, supporter of like a team that was good in the late two thousands, yeah. I'd probably be more upset. Yeah. As for this game, I mean, was there ever any doubt? I no. don't think. But I, I, I did enjoy Justin Orlam in this game. You know, he, yeah. Every time when they got the ball, he looked likely. His defense is terrible. That uh, he looked likely when he got the ball. Even bloody Brody Cross stood up for Cam. He had a good game. Scored that nice try. That's good. Yeah, on the Sharks side, I mean, Dugan got injured again and Gordy Tallis called him out. That's great. And I enjoy people trying to defend Dugan saying he averages 17 games a season in the last five years. That's not particularly good. Oh, he just, good. just misses like near 10 games a year. That's, <laughs> that's a third of the season a year. That's that's a good record. Yeah. I and mean, it is what it is. I don't think it's like a... Like, we're not, I don't think it's a criticism of the guy. It's like, a he fact. Just, he just, he's an injury, some players are injury prone. Yeah, he's Sonny Bill Williams was injury prone for like his first five years in the NRL. Yeah. Adam Reynolds is injury prone. It yeah. happens. Yeah, and Dugan's trying to argue it every time it comes up. It's like, mate, it's just a fact. You miss games. That's just it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but they had the, in this game, they've obviously also apparently uh, had injuries to Sean Johnson as well. Who knows who he plays this week? But yeah, he had a cracking game for me, Sean Johnson. Turns out he's not just the solo problem. <laughs> the Sharks. We obviously ran the ball more, but it looked like there was a, a concerted effort to get him to run the ball more. Uh, but yeah, they had Josh Morris get injured too, which isn't great for them. Uh, I didn't think Aaron Woods was particularly good, but I did think uh, 
It's weird because you're usually so positive about our I am, I am. And I do think Matt Pryor's hit the wall. 41 minutes and five carries in this game. And I think they're at a point now that they've obviously had an aging roster for a long time. It's time to start turning it over. And when you see guys like Jack Williams and Brayden Hamney-Newelli playing to the level they do, you know, it's time to hand the keys over, if you ask me. For feeder, Williams and Newelli are the way forward in that middle. They yeah. need Wade Graham back, though, don't they? Don't they just? Uh, Sydney Roosters, 12. North Queensland, 15. Clifford, the big red dog, getting it done. Can kick a field goal. Yes. Absolutely drilled that. He, he did. He kicked them too, too well, the first few ones. The first one he hit from like 40 out went over the post. Like so, so, so well struck. But as an unabashed Clifford fan, I'm glad he had a good game. Because yeah. I think he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I thought he had a cracking game, as we know, throughout I just the whole this, fixture. I thought this game was good, full stop. I it really was enjoyed good. it. And then Asiata had one of his good halves games, which is rare, but he scored a try. He, you know, solo effort to, to get them back level on this. Uh, Roosters fans hitting the panic button. You think they would have learnt by this point? Yeah, come on, relax. You'll be fine. It's like, relax. You guys were, like, not good till like, round 25 last There's year. There's no chance you don't finish in the top four, so just chill. Just chill. You rested all the Origin guys, and I know you've lost to some bad teams, but again, there's not bad teams in the finals. Interesting that um, Adam Reynolds kicked a field goal to win his team a game. Cooper Cronk couldn't do it. Yeah. Interesting. Cronk's a little washed. I love yeah. Cooper. Interesting. And if any Chooks fans gets mad at him, I'm going to come for you because he won you a comp last year, changed the culture at that club. Well, not changed, but certainly helped it. And as we all know, has helped a lot with Luke Keery and other players' development. So I'll come for you. But there isn't any doubt saying that he's a little washed this year, old Coops. He uh, should have iced that. Him and Kiri Kiri both had two easy attempts compared to the other missed field goals this weekend. Yeah, they had a lot of time. And you back guys, you back especially Cooper, you back a guy that yeah. calibre to kick that. He'd miss it terribly. And then at the other end, Clifford, all of his strikes looked like they were good. And the one that he struck over was actually the one he kind of shanked and it curled back. But the first two, he absolutely belted. The bend on that was gorgeous. And again, they showed the, the behind angle and it looked sick. It was like, yeah, could have enjoyed this live. Yeah, Idiots. Idiots. I don't get why that doesn't happen. Come I'm going to keep saying it every week until eventually... Yeah. Some person who listens to this tells one person and it just gets run up the flagpole until we have the change that we want. And I don't know if you remember the Maria Hargraves leading with the head penalty. No. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. No, like, okay, the penalty happened, whatever, but he's now been suspended for two games for it because of his record. But it's like, mate, like, he didn't do anything that a lot of props don't do when they run into, def- into, into contact. He just launched his body, like, you know propped up and Maguire's head's in the in a difficult spot but where M- M- Hargraves is the ball carrier leading with the head yeah, come on but he's missing two games he's just one of the things target on his back I think you know Roosters fans will tell you that too they feel like that but that's what it feels like to me yeah I think that's probably um, fair uh, the Chooks bench is certainly lacking yeah, currently how although Nat Butcher is, is quite good well he's, he's been starting yeah I know but I'm, what I'm saying is I was Going to get to that. I think he might be outperforming Crichton. I think he might be a better yeah. player at this point. Which I think is he's a better player. Like, I mean, Crichton's 37 minutes off the bench in the middle now, and Butcher's playing full 80s. I think Butcher will help if he goes back to the bench. Tupanu is a red hot goer as well, but uh, the Roosters will be fine once all the cattle are back. That is yeah, little Jake, so- And I know Jack Friend threw that forward pass at the end of the game, but Friend was exceptional on return. I mean, when the boys were against the wall, backs against the wall down 6 nil, he kicks that 40-20 and then scores a solo try back off of it. It was a real leader's, leader's game, if you ask me. And yep. that four pass doesn't change that. Other players that were good for the Cowboys, I mean, fan, the Cowboys fans must be relieved they have a fullback for once. Scott Drinkwater looks decent. Yeah. Had and, that one uh, bad error, but he was pretty good. He was pretty good. And then they had the boys stood up for Gavin Cooper. Cooper had a good game, probably his best of the year, if you ask me. Moose and Tamalo were decent. Shane Wright was all right. And uh, Cohen has still a fraud. <laughs> Fair um, Yeah Cowboys They're at two points Outside the eight 
all of a sudden. They've been playing all right. They're 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 in the mix. They're in the peloton, firmly in the peloton. West Tigers eighteen, Parramatta thirty. Um, four tries all. Yep. <laughs> it, how <laughs> embarrassing! You need to find the biggest margin in a game where the two teams have scored the same number of tries because twelve has to, to be, be close. Has to be close. Because obviously uh, they kicked three penalty goals over at oh, Parramatta. Sorry, too, before but... sorry, just to jump back to the previous game, I just remembered it. Taking the penalty at the end, I thought was insane. Yes, you can only lose. Like, like the there are two over. scenarios in that. There are two options there. You kick the penalty goal, or you hit the post and the Roosters get the ball, yeah. and they're or not going to go score, dead. or it yeah. doesn't go dead. Yeah, they're not going to score, but that you leave them a one percent chance. It was a ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent chance they win. But what's the point of the zero point zero one? Whereas if you just tap the ball and kick it over the sideline, the game is one hundred percent over. Yeah. I thought that was bizarre. But I do like the wacky scoreline though. 15, sure, 12. sure. But I just thought <laughs> super rugby scoreline. But it was that was weird. It, it was like a weird. really, really dumb, dumb thing to do. Anyway, back to this game. Yeah. Penalty goals. They were they were in vogue. Yeah, I mean, this is like this is absolutely peak Tigers Benji career. It's like, <laughs> of course, of course, they lost this game. Of course, they lost his three hundred. Benji had a stormer, but it didn't seem to matter because some of their defense was disgraceful. Brad Takarangi stood up, mate. Big tack and a hat trick. All about seeing him, him and Will. If I have like a dream, you know, people talk about in the grand final, they want to do like sprint offs and whatever. I want a Jenga off between Takarangi and Hopawati. The hands on those two, mate. Jenga might go forever. They're the hands and balance on those two blokes, mate. Get, get it done. Put it put it in writing. I want a Jenga off. Yep. But he was great. Yeah. Good to see Brad have a good game. But yeah, I thought um, we had Benji obviously had a, one of his better games. Corey Thompson was decent despite one dumb mistake. But mate, your boy Robert Jennings. Yeah. Bobby four tries. We might have to hand the nickname back. Oh, look, he's... <laughs> let in four tries. He did. He, Bobby he, let in four tries. He got absolutely bathed, didn't he? He did. And how about the upset of Blake Ferguson still being really good? He's, he's great. Yeah. Like, everything would have made you believe that, oh, he's going to Parramatta on big money. I think we called that preseason. I think every, yeah, but he's been great. Like, it wasn't that he had a lot of carries in this game, like his usual, usual yardage stuff. But again, he's just, things happen with him and he finished a try that maybe other wingers don't finish. You know, stepped on the inside. It was quite good. Uh, as well for uh, Para, I'm enjoying Manu Ma'u's farewell tour. It sucks that he's leaving, but he's been quite solid. And Nathan Brown... You're starting to get back in the form in the middle. But on the Tigers' side, like not having a goal kicker, and I don't know why. I think we've had this discussion with Tigers fans. I don't know why Moses Embai hasn't been their kicker for the whole season. Like He was a pretty good goal kicker last year for the Bulldogs. And SR Masters, I think Vossi mentioned it on the call, but kicks under 30% from the sideline. and you That's cannot, very bad. You cannot kick that bad in the NRL from the sideline. You have to kick like 50% from the sideline. You just can't kick that bad. And You know, as you saw in this game, they had almost all their tries on the sideline, and what a shock that SR missed the first, what, Three and then they change the kicker, or was it the first two and they change the kicker? I can't remember. Uh, three, yeah. I think. No, two. I can't remember. I think M.I. missed one before he converted yeah. the last one. I can't remember. That's it's not it. important. Um, yeah. yeah, Parramatta back in the eight. They're they're looking cruise okay. They yeah. should. Yeah, you would you'd back them to finish like fifth or sixth you from would. here. But yeah, the t- the Tigers. I mean, the, the team for a team that has like two and a half million dollars in reserve grade is actually a pretty solid team, but. Mm. You just can't help to be left to be disappointed as a as a Tigers fan. They don't really have always. any match winners, do they? They don't. I mean, Benji is solid, yeah. not a match winner anymore. No. Farrah is solid as well, and that's it. There's just a lot of good, not a lot of great in that team. You know, a lot of good players, and a lot of players. You know, they, a lot of them make most NRL teams. You know, but again, they're not. They're supposed to be like you know your tenth or eleventh best player, but a lot of them is like the Tigers' second or third or fourth best player. Yep. And I guess it happens with a lot of caps on the sideline, but. Good time. Uh, I mean, <sighs> where is Josh Reynolds? Who knows? Yeah, are they 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 also one minute out of the eight, but I don't 
I have less confidence in them than, than the Cowboys. I agree with that. Um, St. George Illawarra, 14. Canberra Raiders, 36. Uh, send-off. Let's start there. Um, send-off. Yeah? Yeah. Straight away, are you... I See, when it happened live, obviously I, I saw it live. It was there with, with your boy Nick Campton. Yeah. I thought you were just saying send-off to wind him up. No, send-off. Okay. 100% send off. Like I, I, I don't give a shit. There wasn't a send. There hasn't been a send off for a dangerous throw in twenty three years. He said that like sixty times after he was drunk. After it, he was. But it's like, it's not two thousand and five. It's not two thousand and eight. It's two thousand and nineteen. It, it's about time we got serious with some of this stuff with with contact with the head. Yeah. And it's hint this intent that like miss me. There was intent in it. It also doesn't matter if there was or there wasn't. Well, that's it. But the intent thing, like people always make this excuse that oh, he didn't mean to dump him on his head. So, well, he, where was he dumping him then? When he lifted him? Yeah, it was a tackle gone wrong. But it's like you know, I still remember I, I went back when I played. I once got sent off for for um the swinging arm tackle right, and yep. it, it, we're playing a team that we have a rivalry with, and they had this big this big five uh, eight big redhead who, who had a great boot on him, could always kick real long and always suck us in our end. So. I was I want to I want to smash this guy, and I went in to smash him, and he stepped, and I swung my arm anyway, and cleaned his head up, and took him out, and we both got I got sent off. He went off injured, but it's like I didn't intend to hit, take his head off, but he didn't I did intend to hurt him. So you know, yeah. that's it. Like Kotrich lifted and drove. Yeah, he intended to to lift him, and that's it. That's it. But like, the Raiders could, responded to that by scoring two more tries, so didn't really hurt them. It didn't, but that's it. I hate fine. that whole dumb argument. Yeah. Intent with it. What what else was going to happen when he lifted him that's that a way? Good point. He didn't pull out of the tackle either. Yeah, the Raiders were great. Yeah, um, Dragons are just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, good good day down in the Gong. Your boys Bungard and Campton hanging out. Mitch Doyle late pull out controversially. Not even that late pull out. It was like. I was already in from like Thursday and then I looked at how long it would take me to get there from it's Hornsby fair. on Sunday. I'm like, oh, hell no. Hornsby. Ridiculous. Three hours You're practic- seven- you practically live in Gosford. Yeah, you three hours and 17 game. minutes by public transport to get to Wollongong. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was the that was yep. the trip there. The trip back was worse because it was Sunday night. No, so God. I can get to Newcastle in like an hour and a half though. But well, we got... It's good, kind of good timing. Last week we got that question, who was your Mount Rushmore of guys who didn't play for your team? I said Jerry Croker straight away. Got a photo with him after the game, right. and our boy Nick Campton pushing that Charles Nickel Clockstad campaign train. Yes, getting getting, in, getting a video with him saying all the way with CNK, and then it, he said, "That's the way." He said, "Back yep. to CNK." It's a good video, and uh, now he's selling shirts. Go buy one. Who is Campo? What's he's shirts? selling all the way with CNK shirts? Is he? Yes, I didn't know this. He is. There's chat. Profits are go- uh, the profits are going to the Ricky Stewart Foundation. So there's a Ricky. Sh- oh, there's a Ricky Stewart. Don't. Foundation. There's, no, no, I can't knock it. It's I a, assumed the fund was to like um, bankroll coaches to abuse referees after the game, but apparently it's not. <laughs> That's his real passion, but yeah. he's cut funded. Um, but yeah, back to the game. Um, yeah, Nickel Clockstad was was excellent in this game and has been all year. Just continues to be a great player. But the Dragons' edge defense, especially on the left, the defense on, on their right. Sorry, on the Raiders' left was just. Ridiculous! Like Croker had no business scoring that try. He jogged almost after yeah. he got through the first line. He was so confident beating Dufty, and then you had um, Kotrich's try again. It looked good, but you watch him again. It's like, mate, he just kind of walked through four players, and then Nickel Clockstad's try is a disgrace. Like there was no contact from the Dragons. The Raiders were going into contact and pushing the Dragons off with ease, and a lot of the tries were just one-out runs. Pathetic defense from the Dragons. And I mean the Raiders team. This is not your granddad's Raiders team, you know. It's like no. they um they had that. They, they were obviously always in it here, but they had that send off. And I don't think they could have lost from there with how the lead they had. But 
they went on with it again. They kicked back into gear, and that's a bit of respect. They only conceded 14 points in that situation too. And that's a big difference with this Raiders team between this year and last year is that last year, whilst they averaged 23 points scored a game, which is a pretty good average, yep. they, only, they averaged 22 points conceded a game. This year they averaged 22 score, but they only averaged 14 against. And 14 against is fantastic if you, every week. And, you know, as we all know, defense is actually what wins in the NRL, and that's what will set them up for the future and potentially a yep. grand final push. But, yeah, I thought you said Croker had a good game. CNK had a great game. Another random sack actually is let... If you, it's not even just nickel clock stab, but they're getting out of the end goal a lot, it feels, this year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. anyway, they've got out of the end goal four times this year and been trapped in it three times. That's it. Last year, they got trapped in the end goal nine times and got out once. Like, so, you know, there just seems to be more effort when they're, when they're trying to get out of the end goal. Also, crazy to me, though, that as bad as the Dragons have been, they play Penrith this week and they have similar for and against. So, if they beat Penrith, they're two points outside the eight, despite the fact that they've been an atrocity. But this felt like the game for the, the, the Dragons, didn't it? It felt like this is your chance to turn the season around. Yeah. Last game at win for the year. And you played all the yeah. Origin boys because you needed them. And it just wasn't good enough. I mean, who could I say played well for the Dragons? I don't know. Like, Corey Norman was okay, I thought. Mm-hmm. And look, I like Luch and Sims off the bench, as I, but I, as I want to do anyway. And they, <laughs> they both scored tries. At, but yeah, Matt Dufty is a, is a diet uh, Nathan Gardner. Like, he's just a... You know, he has his one highlight every five weeks and people think he's a first-grade footballer, but he's just not. Like, you can't get dragged back as often as he does. It's just, you know, you look at Pappenhausen and who has the same sp- speed and or probably, probably more speed and, and a similar stature, and he never gets dragged back. You know, he uses his speed as power and, or if you go into contact, you've got to find ways to not get dragged at your small size. Duffy seems to run upright in, in, on kick returns, get caught, then just think, oh, shit, well, I'm done now. Yeah. Like, even look back to the days of Hazamel Masri. It's like he was never a great kick returner, but... He hit the deck when he got to the line because he knew, that, and even Shafoski did it often too when he was in the goal line because you just can't afford to get dragged like Dufty does. No, it ruins an entire set. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the nickel clock stad chase as well. I thought he had him. Yeah, I mean, and you love you love the effort. The game's over. Like yeah. you don't need to make that chase, do you? But he's all effort, and, mate. Yeah. What a great signing. And then John Bateman was still running too. Looked like a cartoon character almost the way he was chugging <laughs> down there. Good on him. And mate. yeah, Canberra third, top what a three. Great team. Really Good on them. Good on them. Great game that one. Like I mean, I know the Dragons weren't fantastic, but yeah, now they've got as you said, they've got the the Panthers this week, and if they win. They're still in the hunt. Um, well, they have they to lose. win like all their games by one, pretty much, to make the finals. I reckon a team could get in with eleven wins this yeah, year. Yeah, I think it might be one of those years that would be a negative. Yeah. Sorry, eleven win team making mm-hmm. the finals, and uh, God, that's that's a bit of a disgrace, isn't it? Yeah, but it it's is. quite funny. Last year we had eight good teams. This year, there's. Four, yeah. yeah, maybe four and a half if you want to keep, throw Manly in there. But, but um, even then, I think like last year, like eight good teams, but there was no like yeah. step above. I still think like this year, there's like a step above. Yeah, then like two good teams, and then I agree with the that. rest. I'd I'd still be pretty shocked if Manly won the comp. Yeah. I'd still be pretty sure if anyone outside of South Melbourne or the Roosters, South Melbourne or the Roosters won the comp. Yeah, I think the three great teams are still well, the best teams are no disrespect three. to Canberra who've been pretty good. And then those next class of good teams is Raiders and then Manly and then there's Para on their own then and then Newcastle. A, uh, yeah, maybe. Ponga back will probably change that it. It does. And there's a big drop from there. Everyone else yep. is shit. <laughs> Let's pick next week's game. Speaking of teams that are shit, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night. Fuck. This is Take Your Misses Out Thursday. Brisbane, Canterbury. It is. Um, give me the Broncos, <sighs> but, you know, well, who cares? Honestly. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I care because I'm a Broncos fan, but it's like, again, like, I don't even want to make the eight. I've been through this before. I want a line to be drawn on the sand, but. The Broncos don't leave Queensland until around 25 now, so they might win a few. They probably will. Uh, Tom Dearden likely to return. 
So we can see what that does. If that means Turpin is benched or if McCulloch is benched or if, I don't know, or he shuffles. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll tip the Broncos because it's at Suncorp. But the Bulldogs will will push them. Yep. This will not be a good game of rugby league. It might be effort, but it won't be a good game of rugby league. Uh, 6 p.m. Friday, Warriors, Sharks. I'll take the Warriors. Why not? I'm p- taking the Warriors because we haven't said the team list yet, but I'm assuming the Sharks are missing like seven players again. So I'm taking the Warriors. Penrith versus the Dragons, as we discussed. Uh, I'm actually going to tip Dragons. Penrith. Dragons here. They're going to uh, okay. They're going to get the upset. Nathan Cleary's going to come back and ruin it. Um, geez, it's a pretty shit round this week. Uh, this is probably the best game of the lot. Sydney Cricket Ground. Oh, that ruins it. 3 p.m. Roosters, Knights. Yeah, Roosters will be fully fit pretty much now. Everyone, all the troops will be back, and uh, they are going to put the Knights in their spot. The Knights might drop out of the eight for a week. Who knows? Jeez. Um, I'll take the Roosters as well. 5.30, Canberra versus the Tigers in Canberra. I'll take the Raiders. Raiders. And 7.35, Saturday night, North Queensland hosting the Rabbitohs. I'm obviously going to tip Souths. Yeah. Oh, on that last game, by the way, shout out to Bailey Simonson. He's been pretty decent for like a a union convert like the start of this year. Better season, Bailey Simonson or Bailey Sirenen? Who knows? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> uh, and yes, I even though look, is it a bonus having no Burgi going to North Queensland because of how they've always struggled in their heat? They, I'd, yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah, South. good. <laughs> um, su- Sunday afternoon, um, two o'clock, Gold Coast versus the Storm. I almost want to pick the Gold Coast. I was, I was just thinking about. I'm just keep thinking about that one time two years ago when they beat them like 38, 36. But it's it also like the Storm is six points ahead. They've won 14 of 16 games. And I'm not saying they're due or anything because the teams are not always due, but it's just like, mate, they might not take this game too seriously. Mm. Titans have got their, their uh, new coach coming in. I think there'll be a bit more of a vibe there, but yeah, you've got to tip the storm. Yep, and last game, this might be pretty decent actually, at Brookvale, Manly and the Eels. Huh. Yeah, it should be a good game, you think. Uh, I'm going to take Manly, assuming Tommy Turbo's back, keep up his undefeated record for the year. Is that right? Yeah, he hasn't lost a game since September or something last Jesus. year. But I mean, obviously he's missed... The, the teams he's played for have lost games. He hasn't been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought last weekend was cracking rugby league back this at the end. This doesn't look so good. At, you know, origin period's yeah. over. The good league's here. Maybe not. But maybe... <laughs> we'll we could be wrong. We said that Knights-Bulldogs game was going to suck and it was pretty good. Same with that Roosters-Cowboys game, which was yeah. also pretty good. So, I don't know. Simi Randra trying the chip and chase. News. So I guess we may as well talk about it a little more, but you mentioned earlier Garth Brennan punted by the Titans. Yep. Your thoughts? Um I long overdue. Um but- I, mean, I mean, yeah, we've been against that appointment since day one. I but anyway, also, I mean, they didn't really... I mean, I don't know who is in charge of, like, how many of those signings are his and how many are forced upon him, but assuming he has a large say in these signings, which, I mean... They were all Penrith, pretty much. Yeah, which would lead me to believe that he does, then yeah, I mean, then he made a rod for his own back then, hasn't he? Yeah, I do also think, though, there's there's rumours that Callum Watkins, he didn't want him and it was forced on him, and that same thing happened with Jared Hayne, forced on Neil Henry. Now, if I am the incoming coach at the Titans, I would not come in without having final say and I know like many clubs have recruitment retention the coach doesn't do all the recruitment and retention that people haven't got their heads around that but the coach generally still gets the final yes or no if they want the player or not and uh, if you're getting forced players on you I would not take that kind of gig but yeah there's 
it's a flawed roster. There's a lot of overrated players from down south up there that have gone there for a paycheck. But there's also still five or six, you know, quality players that should be playing better. So they might have some good candidates throw their hand, their hat in the ring for this gig because there's only 16 of these gigs in the end. And I get, and you, people say, oh, it's a crap job, but it's like, like 10 of them are crap jobs. So coaches will go for it. But, um, you know, as we said before on this, I think the way forward for the Titans is radical change. And I don't think that radical change is coming. Nor do I. Yep, we have uh, plenty of time to rag on this club moving forward in the future. Um, other news we talked, we already touched on um, on the JWH suspension. Uh, Kotrich is facing, I think, th- uh, three weeks with the guilty plea for that tackle, and uh, four weeks if he fights. I don't think he'll fight. I think no. that's about fair. You can question the send off, but you can't question what the tackle was. Yeah. I don't think they will. Mm, yeah, neither. Uh, James Gavitt avoided a charge for that late hit too. Um, other news, Broncos re-signed Matt Lodge and Tevita Pangai on pretty good value deals. I'm, I'm happy with those. It's the, the Harvard Tony way, mate. He figured it out. Make them all play like crap and re-sign them for cheap. Brilliant. <laughs> Don't playing, know how we're going to start winning games. Playing 4D chess. <laughs> playing 4D Harvard chess. Tony. Yeah, exactly right. Um, also, oh, the Broncos signed Jesse Arthurs from the Titans, which is um, hasn't been fully announced, but he got dropped from their team, so I'm assuming it's coming soon. But I don't know. I haven't watched enough of him to know. He's followed Seabold twice already. He was at your club for a while there, if you remember. He followed from, from the yeah. Storm. Who knows? The only positive for me is like he plays fullback primarily, so maybe that's a thing. Maybe. Uh, what other news? Any other news? Oh, yeah, it's Suaso Sue did his ACLs out for the year. Uh, Jeremy Lattimore looked like he did his knee, but he's turned out okay, I think. Good on him. Uh, Pong is set to return this week. Uh, the Sharks lost Dugan. Moreland's already out. Uh, uh Josh Morris broke his nose, so he might be out as well. Uh, Wade Graham has his hamstring issue. Uh, Sean Johnson's having scans, so they could be in a bit of trouble. That, that sounds like a lot of players. That does. But yeah, I think that's all news. Any news from you, Bungard, you want to cover? Uh, no, just life's good. Life's good. Uh, <laughs> personal <is>. news. <laughs> no, none. Yeah, i got nothing for you. Going to Perth tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Just going to watch a bit of soccer. That is good, actually. He's going. Yeah. Uh, his, his team leads over here, the still voice. second division. Yeah, did they book those that but trip first before, division in my heart? It was booked before, of course and I wouldn't was. have gone if they probably crippled with money now. Like, oh shit. <laughs> well, uh, no, I I booked my trip when I thought they were going to get promoted. Yeah, so got, that's, got that caught when, up in the hype. Saying was their prices until I booked before? Oh like, yeah, it was. But also, I don't think if I was asked to go in May and I hadn't already bought tickets, that I would have gone to Perth. No, you would have gone to Western Sydney. I'm going obviously. to both. Yeah, that'd be good. Get to see it at Bank West Stadium and also at. Some stadium in the West. Yeah. So that's, so that's good. Perth Stadium? Is I don't know. Optus Stadium? Optus Stadium, Optus stadium. Is that yeah, what you're going to? to? Yeah, I think it's there. So that'll be, be all right. Yeah. We'll report back. Yeah. And we'll have Dale back next week too. There's some news. Oh, I I we were going to surprise them. Uh, were we? With no, what? No, we weren't. I don't we know. weren't. I think he's, what, he come back this afternoon or similar, but the old yep. jet lag's got him good. Jet lag's a scam, but he is a coward. He is a coward. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's more French than surrendering? Really? <laughs> Are you serious? We're going to have a of questions. Question time. First one, Michael Darren, something nine. Is there any point in coaches doing post-match press conferences? Have you ever come away hearing something insightful? Um, without post-match press conferences, we wouldn't have got Jeff Toovey's. There's got to be an investigation. So, yes, there is a point. There is a point. I um I obviously watch the Brisbane one every week and sometimes I watch other ones, but I do think you get information from yeah. there. You don't get other situations. The, other, the problem is often... Um, a lot of the time, they don't get asked very... Ins- it's the same with Bill Belichick in America. Like When people ask him good questions about football, he gives thoughtful answers. 
But when you just say, oh, did the, did the boys not want it enough today? Then yeah, of course you're not going to get a good response because it's a shit question. Yeah, and that, I agree, shit questions those shit responses. But you do get insights some weeks. Yeah. I mean, very often you'll get things like, even small things like you'll be told when a player's due back or you know who's going to play next week. Small things like that you'll get in a press conference you won't get any the rest of the week when the coach is talking post-game. But you'll get a few other things too, like... Not only did that investigation thing happen, for example, but you get a lot of the, the big blow-up moments that are when the coach is raw. You never get to see players when they're raw, and you get them in press conferences. I mean, we got the, the Shane Flanagan insane like list of seven things that ripped them off. God, that was great. That was one of the craziest things I've seen in the press conference. The list, like, he written a note, piece of notepaper about how the ref ripped them. Uh, but you obviously got Ricky Stewart's many a famous blow-ups in press conferences. We've got Matty Elliott hanging himself with a tie. <laughs> it's been great press conference moments. Like they don't all matter, but whatever. Like you don't have to watch them. <laughs> They're a damn sight better than those. All I do, I, I will say that those awful halftime interviews need to go. Oh, they should die. But also that one time when Brad Vittler said, "Sam, what happened to your cheekbone?" and on live TV said, "It's fucked." Yeah, <laughs> was pretty great. The weird thing is halftime interviews is when Cooper Cronk, when he gets asked, actually gives like an actual answer. Yeah, I don't it's like weird. it. It's weird. It's like, no, Come just on, say- Cooper. Just <laughs> say, "Yeah, the boys dug deep. Yeah, <laughs> get out of there." We don't want your analysis here, Coop. Uh, Frank underscore 987 You're the boss of the Titans Hang on Who? Steven Thank you Underscore 987 yeah. uh, You're the boss of the Titans Who do you go after and why? Uh, Demetrio Yep Because he's been the highest rated Non-current coach for a very long time And I don't think he can win anything with retreads Yes And I mean the retreads that are out there now It's like Come on Jeff Tuvey I mean Okay he has a winning record right He does But it says a lot when that Manly team didn't, team didn't want him and the club didn't want him and nobody's behind him since. He's had plenty of opportunities that it's not happened. You know, that's not the one for me. Uh, but I do say Dimitri is my number one candidate. Number two, probably Justin Holbrook from uh, Inter- St. Helens now, formerly of the Roosters. And the, obviously, I'm a bit biased towards Dimitri because I, I have a friend who, who's close with him. But um, it's more so what I've also seen, like, you know, I, I showed a comparison last year between the resume of, of Dimitri and Seabold the way through, but they've been in the same competition almost every year they've come through, and Dimitri's won every comp. Dimitri's won every comp he's worked in, you know, the whole way through, and you can't ask for more of a resume than that. It's like a variety of challenges winning in England, winning reserve grade over here, winning as an assistant at the Cowboys. Like, that's a lot of challenges he took on and it succeeded them, and, you know, he deserves a chance of mine at, at the NRL level. And I know a lot of players enjoy, you know, the, the freedom he's attack, he allows teams in attack. And that was there at the Brisbane back in the last year after Kevy left. There was a, the attack was free-flowing and they scored plenty of points. Oh, I've got some breaking news. Uh, Belinda yep. Sleeman, first female ref. This oh, week. She's on the field this week. That's Who, what we're being told. What game was she given? Not sure. Mary just messaged us and said, yep. guys, breaking news, Belinda Sleeman, first okay, female ref. Ask what game. If, you've, if they've given her like the spoon bowl, is that yep. any respect? <laughs> it's not. Um, also, I, if you are going to go the retread route, the one guy I might actually look at is Matt Elliott, but I, I think don't it's, know if he'll get a go. I feel like uh, he is like a full sugar Garth Brennan in terms of he's also weird like left left wing, left field guy. Yeah. Like he, he's got a good footy brain, but I don't think he's a leader of men. And I think that's Garth's problems on a leader of men. A lot of... Oh, his press conference week was great, by the way, though, saying, like, getting losing the job is not the worst thing in the world. I could get hit by the team bus. Yeah. So it's like the two worst things in your are death or lose my job. <laughs> he is <laughs> right. One of those is worse than the other. Yeah, but it's like, okay, that's the only thing worse than losing this job is dying. Okay. Uh, next question from... Um, oh, Michael Darren also suggested the Walker Brothers. I'm off them. They are crazy now. They've gone too far. Have they gone too far? Why have they gone so. too far? Uh, when you take the two and you're down like tw- like 28 nil with 20 minutes to go because you think taking the two always works, 
that's probably not when it works. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you find it not enough. If it's not, I'm not running a club. It's fun as a, as someone else. Yeah. But yeah, not not my club. Uh, Harry Ramage is the dumbest thing about the Cottridge send off. People arguing the other potential send offs have been missed. Therefore, it's too harsh on Cottridge. No, I do hate that. No, I do hate that when people say, "Oh, well, no, that oh that that hasn't been a sin bin for years." It's like, well, yeah, and we, everyone complained about that. Yeah, and uh, also every time someone gets tripped now, the commentators still say, "Isn't tripping a send off?" Well, it hasn't been for about twenty years. <laughs> it's like no. Yeah, someone did a trip on. Was a Cowboys player trip drink somewhere? water? Yeah, and he got his fine. Yeah, uh, but yes, it's terrible, Harry. It's like just because things were bad in the past doesn't mean you can not allow to fix them now. Uh, Mess Oscar Ozil is Chancellor or Clockstad's world? Is this Chancellor or Clockstad's world? And we're just living in it. it. Does seem that way. All the way with C and K. God, <laughs> get a t-shirt, people. Uh, Matty McP twenty five. Your life on the line. Who would you rather have kicking the field goals? Mitch Pierce. Daly Cherry Evans, Stephen, or Dave Taylor? Dave Taylor. Dave Taylor. Dave Taylor will so back Who's the second one, sorry? Daly Cherry Evans. Oh, I'd probably go Coltrane, DCE, Pierce, Stephen. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen, but uh, <laughs> I was there once. <laughs> we saw the aftermath. <laughs> we did. Uh, Campo 37, true or false, all the way with CNK. It's just more than true. It's the only truth. Yeah, I love that he's in on it too. I love that everyone's in with it now. This is uh, what I feel like I might have not led this bandwagon, but I was certainly the first one to put their their fork in the ground. He was drunkenly spruiking his t-shirts to the Raiders fans behind us. Was he? Yeah, it was good. They were interested. Are they good shirts? They're just t-shirts, and they've got that button, the C at the circle with the yeah. They look good. Was he? Did you have have one with him? Was he? No, flocking him outside the at the side of the stadium. All right, if he's not doing that by the end of the year, just him standing next to the one dollar hot dog man just outside of footy ground. What are we doing? I'd here? love him to be going to a game to cover it, and then just pull out his box of shirts and selling them outside the media box. <laughs> Do it. I never knew how much I needed that until yeah. right now. Uh, Sober Steven says, was Cottridge spear tackle an eyes up tackle that showed good intent or was an eye down, eyes down with bad intent? Mm. Could keep up with the meaning of intent. Also, what would have ranked on the Telstra intensity tracker? Pretty intense. <laughs> it was very intense. Maybe 140. More of a VB hardworking index man myself. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Well, maybe it's a 55 on the hardworking index. Out of what? Who even knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, Stephen's back again with the Tigers jungle now covering more territory than what I assume the Amazon covers mm. but their ability to defend it is as strong as the native Amazonians Jesus which stadium do you think they should move to include their jungle to next um, that one that's in the Amazon obviously is there a, is there a stadium yeah so there? in the World Cup in 2014 there's this one city called Manaus um, people can look this up it's M-A-N-A-U-S I think um, and so every other stadium basically in Brazil was in like a metropolitan area and there's this one a billion miles away from everywhere else called Manaus, which is like in like the other side of like the Amazon jungle to like the rest of Brazil. And I think England had to play there. And thankfully Australia didn't because when we were planning our trip, we were dreading having to get there because it would have it would have been like flying halfway across the world basically to get to this place in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I, I was I'm here for the Amazon analogy, so I think that's that's the answer. Yeah, Benny DTD. Starting a new team and you get one forward under twenty five and one back under twenty five. Who do you take? Uh, well, Tamalolo is 26 now, I yep. believe, so he's out. Yep. Uh, um, I think Jake Tabojevic is 25. Oh, so is it 25 and under? So I think it's under 25. I think it counts. Okay, I'm taking uh, as my back, Kalen Ponga, and as my forward, I'm taking Cameron Murray. Not that I think he's better than Payne Haas, but I mm-hmm. think the position he plays uh, and, and and the things he can do uh, is, is a little bit more versatile, and I think that you can get if you can get a prop that's like 60% as good as Payne Haas, 
and Cam Murray. That's better than having Payne Haas and a you know a roaming edge slash locked hybrid who can do all the things that Cam Murray can do. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm taking Payne Haas and uh, ob- and back on the 25. Well, it's a nickel clock stat, obviously, all the way with CNK. This is, they, they wouldn't make shirts if it wasn't true. That's true. They wouldn't. Uh, and he said, second part, please talk about Payne Haas more than you did in the game review. Well, I did talk about him a bit in the game review, but good prediction. Um, already said he is the best player under 20 I've ever seen. And or oh, forward, sorry, and uh, yeah, he got the contract was value five hundred k a year. It turned out to be value for a young forward. Hopefully, he can keep his uh his life on the straight and narrow because obviously his family's had a bit of issues in the past. So he, he's hoping. Uh, the Gamak asks, has this NBA season been the craziest ever? Actually, fuck that. How good is Josh Hodgson, mate? Hodgson's great, mate. How good? Look, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of England, but how good are English players at Canberra? That's a thing. They are. That is a thing. <laughs> How many players would the refs have needed to have sent off to stop the Raiders scoring more and more tries? At least two more. <laughs> Mate, maybe 11. <laughs> like, the way it was going, it might have been. Fair. Uh, West Life Pod. What's more likely? The West Tigers to make the semis this year or them winning another scrum against the feed? That yeah. was sick. I, I declared the game over at that point and handed them the two points. Should have been. He said, and the ref's calling play on. And it should have been a balloon moment. It should have been. I agree. Actually. I, I said, they win. Cancel the rest of the game. Uh, I would say more likely is them winning, making the semis though. Because again, most of the time it goes against a feed that people are confused and they just stop the game. That didn't look right. <laughs> Manny at P25. Why did Bankwest bother with security guards? I heard this happened again. Um, the same corner for the third time. So this guy who's straight, yep. actually nude. Yeah, good. Works for Southern Cross Osterio, was a guest of the NRL. That's amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine? You get free tickets with the NRL as a partner. You're like, you know what? I fancy getting my old fella out, <laughs> bolting on here. It's like equivalent to Buzzer Offfield just doing it one game. Like, sensational. And it was, did he emerge from the same corner as the previous two? Yes. What are they doing? I don't know, but it's always the same corner. <laughs> it's like, how is he coming from the same bloody GA corner, but he's come from like corporate box down and took the full It is a off. very open stadium. It is quite easy to walk around. So I get that part. It's obviously quite easy to get your leg over the, the, uh, site, the uh, fence. But Apparently. Pretty much every... I think, is it every game that's had a streak in there? Almost every game. Well, I've only been to two and there was a streak at both of them. So, yes. Yeah, I this say, is the fourth one I can think of. Jesus yeah. Christ. What are they doing? I wonder if old mate Footy Boots was there. He yeah. didn't chase. Yeah. And uh, and he said, full follow up. One, out of your permanent or part-time host, which one of you is most likely to streak and who would do it best? Um, the Steven doesn't count as a part-time host. It's been like two years since he's been on. Yeah. Uh, if he did, though. Nick Hampton, if the Raiders go all the way. Okay. He will be like that South fan after the 2014 grand final. <laughs> yes, just swinging it. <laughs> and who would do it best? I don't know. Who, who, who would go out there and perform the best out of a, uh, out of a, uh, a guest? I feel like Harry, Harry Ramage has a cartwheel in this game. Has he? Has he? He's got a low centre of gravity. He might be, it might be hard to take down. I could see Harry, Harry Ramage doing a full uh, full Nathan Blacklock-esque celebration. Yeah. If you're ever going to go on there, though, the, foot, the, the body homeward is the move to pack the boots. So, yep. you put a, you, so you can put a massive step on. Because it doesn't matter who you are, even if you can't We've talked step. about that fat, greased up man at least 20 times on this podcast. Yeah, but hopefully, it, there'll be 20 more. Like, you know, everyone remembers the streak as you step somebody. It's like, yeah, okay, I might not be the fastest or whatever, but if you go out there with boots on, you're probably going to step a security guard. They're going to slip yeah. on the grass. And that's pretty funny. That is. Uh, Dom Bloody Miller, he says, you're a billionaire Gold Coast Titan fans. You buy the club. How do you fix it? How do you make it successful? 
So, okay, we're ruling out we can't move them. I'm okay, I, I assume that's cheating. Okay, so we've been through this before. We're definitely changing the name and the colours, right? Red. Yeah, and the red backs. We're something. red now. We're red now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're making them red. I'm like... I might even make them the like the ruse and they'll be red or whatever. Like I don't know. So I want to make it an Aussie animal, and I want it to be red. We'll figure that out later. We'll figure the animal out later. We'll. But um, the biggest thing for me is they have to stop paying experienced players for with their, like just paying anyone who wants money. Stop paying players who like obviously only come in here for one reason. Like there was no one competing against them for Shannon Boyd at that salary and Peachy was them or Penrith but again it was like there was not really a big market for him and they paid him and they just buy these players that defined roles like Shannon Boyd didn't have a defined role and they've let go of two young forwards since stop doing that that's the first thing I stopped doing if I took over if I owned the place actually I might have put an edict in as like we're not signing a player from this Wales club with over 100 caps like at all for the next two years like maybe there's extenuating circumstances but like you're coming here for a chance you're not getting paid to come here you yep, get me. I agree with that. You know, and then the second thing I do is like, and apparently I've been fixing this, but it is a, it is ridiculous that they are not first deals for Kebra Park or Palm Beach Corumbin Juniors yet. Those are the two rugby league schools in the district that are right down the road, and still now you're seeing you know Payne Harses and David Fafita's going to Brisbane, Thomas McKayley's going to the Tigers, and they're, they're from Kebra Park, and the ones they keep is like you know Moiki Fotoaka is still there, but it might be because of the tragedy and his family staying in the region more than being playing for the Titans. Like you have to lock down those and schools. If I, in this scenario, we're billionaires, right? Yeah. Well, I'm making tickets two dollars. Yeah. Oh, if I don't even make money, yeah, get get that, get that stadium full. And people don't think that shit matters, but it does. Yeah. And then my other thing is like we are becoming. I, I'm I'm about I'm not about winning. If I've got money, I don't care about winning the next year or two years or three years. I care about changing what is. The culture at that club, they they always has been like when they've never been a tough team to play. There was a couple of years they were all right at the start, but again, that's when they had players who wanted to go there. Presto and Scott Print and Luke Bailey wanted to go there, and Matt Rogers wanted to go there. Then they had some local pro- products in that, and most of the Titans' best players that have come through in their time being there have been local products or players they gave a chance to. Like you know, Anthony Don was a the guy they gave a chance to out of reserve grade. Brenton Lawrence is out of reserve grade and they gave a chance to. Kevin Gordon, David Mead are their juniors. You know, Brian Kelly right now is their junior. Jai Arrow and Ash Taylor they gave a chance to. They haven't really had since that first Prince Rogers, Bailey, LaFranchi, uh Preston Campbell. Since then they haven't really had someone they signed from Sydney on decent money who's performed. So that's it. You become I'm becoming like I'm keeping my core of the five or six players I want. The rest of you, I don't really care where you go, but we're, we're rebuilding by, we're, we're building an image of the club on the coast up here. We're building for our own juniors through giving guys from Queensland Cup reserve grade a second chance and we're building from there. I don't care if we get the spoon next year. You know, I'm, I'm building for what the future is because the club hasn't got a future currently. It's the same old crap. Anyway, any input, Bunga, what you change? No, nah, we, we're going to fix them though. We'd, we'd, we'd get it done. Mate, but yeah, if you're a billionaire, $2, $2 tickets is, the, yeah. is great. Like Fill the stadium. But yeah. yeah. Um, free food Free food? Yeah, why not? Fuck it Yeah, Can't get free, free beer We'll get shut down Free food Free beer, no you can't It's too much I don't, think, not if I do free food But cheap food Just because I don't want like The yeah. ridiculous thing Of like people taking Seven hot yeah, dogs Yeah, true, true, true so yep. Maybe like your, your, your ticket gets you One hot dog or something Yeah Okay uh, Next question Butsy888 What are the top five And bottom five Haas pairings in the NRL Presuming health isn't a factor Okay Let's do this I haven't thought about this for a while. The bottom's probably pretty easy. Um, okay. Uh, Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. 
So yes. I guess their full strength Haas pairing is Jack Cogger and Kieran Foran. It's not great. They're bottom five. Um, uh, let's have a look. I'm trying to think who else is bad. There's a lot of average. Uh, Warriors, Blake yep. Grant and Nicarima is a bottom five Haas pairing. Uh, if the Broncos remains Darius Boyd and Jake Turpin, <laughs> that is probably number five. one. Yeah. Um, the Titans. Although, uh, actually, no. no Ty- I like Tyrone. Ashes I do. Right. I do too. Uh, um, well, let's jump up the other end real quick. Number one, Souths, obviously. Yep. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who could beat Souths. The Roosters. The uh, yeah, I think Kronk's kind of washed. Uh, the Storm have the best half in the competition and the worst. Yep. So they don't they don't get there. Uh, Knights have one half. People would say Penrith, but I'm not saying Penrith. No, I think South Roosters are, are too locked in. Manly's probably... Oh, sorry. Um, Melbourne's probably third. Oh, no. I'd Dragons, s- Norman and Hunt. That's not bad. Uh, I prefer Widdop and Hunt, but hey. So do I. Oh, if we presume full health, I can play Widdop and Hunt there, can't I? Uh, I guess the Tigers, maybe? Fifth? No, I can't do it. Benji's too washed. Yeah, he is. Even though he's been all right. <sighs> It's and tough. Manly, Cherry Evans, and Cust. Okay, yeah. Cust is Townsend and Johnson. Yeah, that's if if they're both maybe. healthy, they're probably in the top five. That's it. And then yeah, maybe Cleary Maloney might be six or seven. Mm. I don't know, yeah. but I think there's like a clear like top two or three, and then like bottom two or three. Maybe I think that that'll do. We're not going to sit here arguing over fourth or fifth last worst. Uh, but I like better way to determine a competition winner: golden point or super over. I think the best way to determine a competition winner is actually having a winner. <laughs> like he's like don't have one super over have two super overs it was stupid that it went back to boundaries like, yeah, why didn't they just have another super over I don't know it's like there's always one point of extra time in every f- support they don't go well that's it extra time's over when well, you think in like the football they go 5 all on a penalty shootout and they're like boys let's go count back to corners I lost a game like that once it was terrible yeah but it's like um, it was obviously the way this only way this World Cup could end the England have been the best one day team in the world for the last four years but of course, when they get to the big stage, they don't. They haven't performed. Obviously, they won the thing, but it's like they had to limp there. And even in the last game, they got that overthrow that was the wrong call that got them to in that last over. And then they had the super over that they drew with, and they had to win on boundaries, which is good. The old tiebreaker used to be who won the group stage. That would have been England anyway, but and they finished higher over. on the ladder. So yep, yeah. But just if you're going to have one, just have two. What's the yep. difference? But yeah, better way to finish your game: golden point or. Imagine if a soccer penalty shooter had the five kicks and if it was tied, it went back to who had more corners. Ridiculous. What the fuck? Yeah. So stupid. Uh, I would say golden point better than a super over because like golden point gets a result like all the time. Except for the yeah, game that I your know. team played in this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But in rugby league, they wouldn't just stop there if it was like a final. They wouldn't just go, well, who had the most tackles? <laughs> Suddenly Elijah Taylor becomes a very valuable commodity. <laughs> Uh, Jack Cronin How do you separate Lockyer, Smith, Cronk, Thurston And Slater When it comes to Mortal selection How many should be In a mortal And what order Would you choose them So it's It's the The, the four guys That played at the Storm And Lockyer Is that what he yeah. said Yeah so my The first candidate There if I'm Assuming they're all retired And it's like five years On the track Cam Smith's number one Mine is Smith And then in- Lockyer for me Mine's Smith Inglis, Lockyer Slater, Cronk Um I don't think Kronk's an immortal. I don't either. But uh, I also don't think Slater's an immortal. I think it is Smith is one. I think Lockyer is one. And I think then Thurston is the arguable. So I said Inglis. Yeah, I know. Inglis is just like... Yeah. he. We all been to this. He's the best player of them all, but he was not the best. 
every week. I'm not sure Thurston's an immortal either, by the way. No, neither but am I. No, I too I, many too many shit years. I think Lockyer right. and Smith are because again Lockyer was winning every year. You know, yeah. he won comps, won comps in the positions, won some soft comps with a team that was seven million dollars over the salary yeah. cap. But I mean, so fine. did Cam Smith. Well, no, <laughs> well, he took those away. They there, weren't as they? soft. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. As you but said, Cam Smith never defected the Super League. So. I think we get, it happens often. I mean, the player becomes with their reputation, they become more than what they are. And guys like Lockyer and Smith have been. They've had negators most of their career, so their yeah. greatness generally is kind of yeah, you're right. measured in the right level. Thurston has never had detractors, so everyone thinks he's the world's greatest at everything, but he's actually had bad seasons. And then Andrew Johns is a similar. Like I'm not saying he's bad, but it's the same thing. He never really had detractors, so he's always been on this level of like he's untouchable here. Whereas there's always things that people take away from Smith or Lockyer, you know, just. Just something interesting. And it's even right now, you see with some of the players get hyped up in the game now, like yeah. there's not a negative thing at all ever said about a Trebojevic on TV currently, for no. example. And that's just the, the, the momentum, the reputation gains. I'm not sure. I I mean, I don't even know if I would keep the Immortals concept. I would just have like a Hall of Fame and lower the criteria a little bit. Yeah. And I know you've told me before we do have a Hall of Fame apparently, but I've never heard of it. So. Well, I mean, I do think clubs need to start doing their own... Pro- they have the Hall of Fame, so their own proper thing. Like make, make, make it... Do it at a game... The right kind of stuff makes you make it worth something, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there with that regard. But yeah, Immortals at some point it's just going to lose its meaning because they're going to, I think, too many players will end up in it. I already argue Mal Monique's on an Immortal, fight me. Uh, ladies of the League, who is your most improved player in the NRL this year? Okay, so we can't, I can't say all the way with CNK. We've been through, I think we answered this question a few weeks ago actually. Ryan Madison, sure, have you got one? That's nah, fine. Uh, Braden Burns. Yeah, but like... Does he count? He no, I count. think he counts. I think he did enough in first grade in yeah, plus year, that. the year before. Um, uh, yeah, but I think who else could be it? No. Uh, Tavita Totola? Not a bad answer. That's probably the South's answer, if yeah. there is one. But I think Madison's a great shout. He's been, but Madison wasn't bad last year. I thought Madison was good he's been, last year. He's been good for... But like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't want to give it to someone who played 10 games and then... No, that's the problem. That is the problem there. Um... No, I can't do that too. Oh no, it's Kosirinen. Oh, that's probably true. Sorry, he's yeah. been pretty good this year. Like, really great the last like four games. Hey, here we go. Dane Jones got anger. Why did Curtis Sirinen hit the form of his life? Oh, there the we same go. Origin. I yeah. don't know why, but man, he has been cracking the last two games. Uh, his next question is: Jeff Tooby, someone in your opinion that deserves to be on the shortlist for Titans coach? Uh, if I want, uh, look, I'm not against who's getting another gig. I like the angry press conferences. That's entertaining. He won't be coaching my club, so I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, as I said earlier, obviously, if I was the Titans, I would be putting Dementia in charge, but I'm not the Titans. I'm a Broncos fan. I want Kevin Walters to go there. <laughs> like that, He will cry by round six next year in a press conference from pride and a loss. Book it. Okay? He will cry. Next question. How many fullbacks wingers do you see, should you name on the bench of the Dragons if you are Mary and think you can win the comp? Or if you're literally anyone else. Man, that was a weird frame question. Um, I would name zero fullback or wing, such wingers on the bench, considering the one they usually name there is Matt Dufty. Uh, Matty P25, would you rather Matt Moylan or Matt Dufty? Moylan. Uh, I hate Matt Moylan, but I... Uh, 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 yeah, I'll probably say Moylan. But to relate, most valuable international... Commodity, democracy, or Woody Harrelson? <laughs> you see this Woody Harrelson there's, stuff? At there's so much good Woody Harrelson content. Like I saw two videos. One was him being too drunk to get back into his seat, and this other one with this guy gets hit in the dick by the tennis ball, and then 
it shows him on the ground and then it just pans to Woody Harrelson for like five seconds, just staring at him. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And the, the drunk uncle not getting back into the box. I mean, it was Woody Harrelson's tournament. He was so hammered. And he was so hammered that he didn't even realise everyone else noticed kind of thing. You know, he just like wide-eyed. I loved yeah. it. What a man. Good timing. Next question. Pythagor NRL. How many points could each of you win against Serena Williams in tennis? I mean, I'm terrible at tennis. I'm like, I'm really bad. But we even had we had professional tennis players talk about this. Like Edwin Smith tweeted about it, and a professional tennis player responded. And she's a like, female tennis player. Female. Well. She's like, yeah, you're winning points because it's like impossible. Like the question was not about how many points in a game could you win. It was in a match. Yeah. You're probably going to get a couple of points. Yeah. Even and even in a even against like Federer. You're getting points. Yeah. You might get one. Like, you might get a point. Like, you probably won't. You probably it's won't. It's not inconceivable for, like, a club-level tennis player. I don't think I could get a point. But, but I, think, think, though, I think Edwin could get a point. But the thing is, it was only 8%, was it 12% of people answered it. People blowing up. It's like, you don't think there's 1 in 12 people who have played tennis? Or 1 in 10 people who have played tennis? Probably yeah. there is. You could be okay. Like, if you could serve, like, competently, at some points. point, you might just hit one into the net. Yeah. And, like, it's not a sexist thing. It's just that's any that's how tennis works. It's like it's impossible to play the perfect game in that sport. Like she might double fault, or you know they you might they might hit the net. Oh, you're back. sorry. In the scenario though, yeah, you're assuming I, for me to say yes, I'd win a point. Not not me, but like a like a Edwin would win a point. Yeah. In this scenario, the tennis player has to be taking it 100 percent seriously. Yeah. Like they can't know that you're a Gumby. But they'll still they make mistakes. No, but what I'm saying no, is no, like no, if no. they knew they were playing against me or you, they yeah. would serve it like. 40% of their ability to make sure they didn't do a double fault. If you yeah. Me. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they would have to be approaching it like they're approaching it. They would, they would never hit a double fault against me because they, they wouldn't have to. Exactly. But what I'm... Yeah, so I was like... The, if they knew that the person they are playing with hopeless, then I don't think you'd win a point. But, but if they treated it like a proper match and they had to, like, take risks and hit the ball hard... But yeah, if they baby, hit it, so 40%, there is maybe a chance you could... Hit one of the returns. I doubt it. But no, well, I've played casual tennis. I'm terrible, but like one in thirty shots, I might leather one by accident. You know, whatever. But like that one, that thing wasn't ridiculous. It's the same thing. Like if you asked me if I could score a penalty goal against David De Gea, yes. Oh yeah, but I'm really good at penalties. I'm pretty good at penalties too. I put one. I'm, I'm backing myself against any keeper. Yeah, that's it. But it's like it's not. Away. It wasn't. People took it as sexist. It just wasn't. It's just the way it was framed. It made it look like that. Again, women said that they could score points against her too. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Manny P25. Has Mitch submitted his resume to coach the Dragons yet? Well, he did put my uh, my policies out last night that uh, why I should be the Dragons coach. Morley Lewis and Simsises. Good. First. Uh, less releasing Herberts and Garricks. More public stonings and Marantas. Uh, more red because white is a surrender monkey coward colour. Yep. More red. Uh, what else are my policies? Less dufties. Cool. Like, I, mean, I would tell them to concede less shit tries. Interesting. <laughs> I would just say that. Just Bold. Don't concede so many shit tries. And all I'll say is I'm putting a pretty strong application together. Just vote for me. You know, put it out there, Dragons fans. I'm I'm interested. I'm open. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Ant Farmer. What's wrong at East? Or is Master Coach Robertson just pacing oh, the run for September? They're on. fine. They're fine. Don't panic, Chooks fans. I mean, I... They'll be back fully fit this week. The, you know, it's one of those things. It's you can play in even in, in sports. You can play the perfect game and lose. I don't say they play the perfect game on the weekend, but the Cowboys weren't bad. The Cowboys turned up and they lost. You know, you can you can try your hardest at something and, and do well at something and still fail, but it doesn't mean you failed. It's really not failure. You know. Yep. 
Huddock's PSN. I bought two Storm Scarves for me and my missus at the game because it was two degrees and windy and we're one layer short to survive. This is classic moving teens talk. Oh, it's because it was cold. <laughs> I bought two. What do I do with them as a Bronco supporter? Uh, you just move on. You've made your choice. You are jumping over to Team Cam. But uh, but no, uh, supporter, uh, I, I don't know. You give them to somebody else if you don't want them. You'll find somebody who wants them. Uh, I'm what seven. Oh, this is harsh. Why is this pod pod flourish without Dale? How, oh, how dare you? Why did you even read that? It's oh, mean. It's coming. He's coming back, and the return is much more from the two boys here. I tell you that much. We've been checking where he is. Yep. We uh we mi- we missed Dale. Um, Ah, best sporting city in the world. You might have a better answer for this than me. Mm, it's a good question. It's probably it's probably. Either Chicago or Boston. Yeah. Yep. That's my answer. There you go. Uh, Do you have a... I don't. I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, Cameron Kusha, is there going to be a new team and could you get any four players in order to play for you? Who do you take? Four players for next year and onwards? I guess so. Uh, New team and you could pick four players. Well, obviously, I mentioned earlier Payne Haas, number one. If I can get four players, I'm taking Kalen Ponga, Jason Taumalolo, um, Cameron Munster, yeah, and and probably, geez, I don't know the fourth one because like, mm, probably either Murray or Cook. I'm not sure which one. Well, Kansas uh, is probably probably too old now for yeah. me to take, unfortunately. And I don't know if Cook will be as dominant if he's not in a team with a good forward pack. Yeah. So that's my concern with him. So I'm concerned you took Ponger over to Desco. That's interesting. He's like three or four years younger and has far less injury history. Still has injury history, though. Like mm. He's been injured quite a bit. Anyway, I'm taking Payne Haas, obviously. Um, Payne Haas, Tamalolo, those are my first two. Number three is Cam Munster. And my last spot is like, am I going thick? Am I going Pangai or am I going Tedesco? That's the other way. It's like, I might go Pangai and just go, I want Haas, Pangai, Tamalolo just to murder teams through the middle. And then Cam Munster does the rest. Everyone else, just just chill. Just chill. You just relax. We got this. But yeah, the, if I had to pick four, I'd probably go uh, Haas, Tamalolo, Munster, Tedesco. My fourth could also be Sean Johnson, maybe. Uh, I feel like might his, be a bit, his bit, hammies are a bit yeah, dark. Yeah. yeah, there's not really many of like the... Young halves that I'm like, if I'm starting a club, I need you. Like it's Cam Munster, or I'm not picking a half. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like whatever. I'll figure. I'll just take whoever. I'll figure it out. Uh, Jake White, how good is Dal Finucane? And follow up question: How good is Brandon Smith? They're both really good. Uh, love Brandon Smith. Just a couple of chunky boys clogging up the middle. Great na- nickname, the Wombat. And Dal Finucane, overdue as all know, Origin jersey. Hopefully, he's overdue Australia jersey at the end of the year too. But good to see him get some recognition finally. Good on him. Uh, and then Scanlon's footy. That's a that's a new uh, a question asker. What was the high watermark of the Scanlon's footy card, or is it purely subjective on age, year, and memory? Please, mate. I don't. I'm not a Scanlon's footy card fan. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. No, neither neither am I. I mean, this might be people might be getting mad at us right now, older fans. But the only footy cards I had as a kid was like my grandma. She sent me the Broncos. Like every year, she'd send me the stuff from the Courier Mail for the Broncos. And there was a few. I was going to say I used to get albums. the free ones in the newspaper. That's about it. Yeah. So I used to get those, and then I never really went through the phase of ever buying those footy cards, like no. the ones at seven. I only I had the full album of the like ones that came in the paper when I was probably like twelve. 
Yeah. 13. I got a, I got like 10 free boxes, like the big boxes of them, free at work uh, like last year. I opened like a million footy cards and it was satisfying to open them, but then I had, what do I do with them? Two of my, two, me and two of my mates did that one year. We bought a whole box of those like English Premier League top trumps cards. Yeah. We had a lot of fun opening them, but after yeah. that it was like... Then what do I do with this shit? Opening yeah, it was have, fun. It is. We have like this stack of, stack of cards. Uh, Corey goes, what was the biggest draw of the week? Warriors versus Broncos or New Zealand versus England? Well, or some would say Federer Djokovic. Can we count back the Broncos game based on the most players under 19 and we win? Oh. <laughs> yes. No, because we already agreed it was by tackles. <laughs> by tackles? Individual tackle count. Oh, no. Just to hang Just to hang He's done you. Uh, Marody EH, what's the weird, where's the weird place you had your favorite cut of meat and why is it a vegan restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever meet in vegan restaurants? Sorry? Has there ever been like... Yeah. Think, um, there's a place called Solberg and I did a story about them actually. Um, they, they sell meat? They, no, they do, they do like... They do like beyond... They do like beyond, oh, alternative beyond. meats. So like... Yeah. And it, they look, people can go... People can, you know, make their job. Oh, it's not meat if it's not an animal. It's like, well, yeah, you're technically correct. But, you know, like people, especially people who ate meat their whole life and then try to give it up, they still enjoy the texture and the taste of these things. They just don't want to hurt animals anymore. So I think things like this are actually pretty cool. Oh, I don't care where the food came from. If it tasted better than steak, I would eat it. Yep. That's just it. That's a weird line people draw. But... It, it's, it's, it's weird to me that like, and I know most of the, most of the time we get questions about it, it's just people winding me up, but there are people in my life who are like, like actually like, they get like mad when I tell them I don't eat meat anymore. Like me. You didn't really care. But like... <laughs> it makes me mad every day. I oh, think about it. it. <laughs> but like there are some people that actually got like legitimately bothered by it. And it's like, mate, well like at the end of the day, as you said, if you could have two things and they tasted the same and one involved killing an animal and the other one didn't, every person in the world would choose the one that didn't. Unless it was birds, then you would choose to kill the bird. Yes. Because you hate birds. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Let's do that. Chicken is good. <laughs> you would rather eat chicken than fake chicken, even <laughs> yeah. if they taste identical, yeah. because it means there are less chickens walking the streets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not against that beyond meat. I haven't tried any yet, but I watch a lot of food YouTube and stuff, and a lot of them, like, they don't, it's not the same as meat yet, obviously, but some think it's like 75%. I yeah, actually had one right? that was so good, like, most of the time they're not that good, and you can tell, but I had one where I actually asked the waitress to come back, and I was like, are you sure you didn't give me the meat burger? Yeah. Because it was really good. Yeah. Some of them say, like, to a vegetarian who haven't had meat for a while, it just, you can't tell. Also, eat a burger, by the way. It's not exactly like when you have a burger, you're tasting primary. No, I wouldn't eat like yeah. a vegetarian steak. I just yeah. don't eat steaks anymore. But yeah. like, a burger's different. It's not just about the meat. It's like, the Blame Canada is the greatest burger in Sydney. It wasn't never about the beef patty. It was about all the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm what seven. How do Melbourne keep doing it? Every year you think they get worse, only for them to destroy the comp. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. If, if I knew how they'd, they'd do it... Here's a question. Doing, I'd be highly paid and working somewhere else. Here's a question. Yeah. Will things actually change when Cam Smith retires? Yes, Okay. There's just no doubt they'll change. There's just, I mean, this Kansas documentary the other night was a bit of a letdown. They didn't really go very far with the stories that they should have, and but there was a lot of it touched on the fact that just the way he can remain cool, calm, and collected the whole game, and because he plays in the most influential position in terms, he touches the ball the most, it flows through the rest of the team, and you just can't replace that. You just can't. You know, you can have someone else go there and be quite good, but uh, I just it can't last forever when he's gone when he's break when they break away, Ken Smith. But they could, you know, it could still be good. I'm not going to write them off as well being a good, a good team or a good system. They clearly have good systems in place, and it, and it does help that, you know, since 2007 they've had the same coach, head coach, the same football manager in, in uh, Frank Panisi, and they've had uh, they've had you know Ken Smith there as the captain. They've even had similar background staff. They still had like John Samolski, their analyst, has been there forever. You know, they've had um, 
I forget his other name. Not one of the other recruitment guys have been there for a long time. They have systems that are in place for you know a decade or so, and the players people have not been poached or left. They've all stayed there, and they've you know everyone buys in. It, it works. You know that helps, but we'll see. I think post Kansas the dip will come, and I'm still not convinced this year that I I might be wrong, but it feels like this is the one of those storm teams that loses a prelim storm team. You know, we had the through there the last fifteen odd years. They had you know when the loss of semi to the Knights uh, prelim to the Warriors. Uh, it, it has that feel to me is that they are the best team in the competition going through the year but I just don't feel like they're unbeatable yep you know I feel like someone could take it to them uh, next question Huddix PSN was Cam 400 Cooper 300 and Benji 300 all tribute, tribute to CNK's double let us think so isn't it weird though like, people say we won't top the 400 we'll definitely top it right you know yeah. what is it like 20 years ago there was 5 players with 300 gamers and now there's 38 dozens yeah there's 38 and there's more coming. Like, average players getting 300 games now. You know, in 10 years, there's going to be more than one 400 game. It's just a fact. It's just the way it's going. Uh, Thought FB. Why does Just Hodgson not get the praise he deserves as an elite player? We well, plays for Canberra and he's not an Australian. Correct answer. Yep. Uh, I'm what seven. Who is the most overrated Kiwi? SJ, Adam Blair, Kevin Proctor, or Stephen Adams? Oh, Stephen Adams oh. is harsh. Um, but he's a Thunder fan. Uh, well, Kevin Proctor is a player I never rated. I was all like, I straight went to the Titans. I put. I remember I picked him on here as worst you signing did. of the season. Um, he was just classic to me. Always that product of the storm. Uh, I would call him the most overrated out of those. How about you, Bungard? Um, Adam Blair was good for some periods. I think that's probably the right answer. And Sean Johnson's still great. He's yeah. just. Battling a lot of things. At underscore Matt Coleman. Should everyone who elected to buy a ticket to the Wimbledon final over the Cricket World Cup final be placed on some sort of register? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they should. I get it was a great Wimbledon final, but come on. Uh, oh, well. Now, clock on underscore Hancock. Could you please get Adrian Revere on the podcast? No. Who's that? He's, uh, he's a good accountant. He's, a cra- he's like a 40, 50-year-old man on Twitter. Probably in his 50s. Who... um. Very confident in his opinions, but I'm not about it. It's not about having him here. Okay. I'd have him call in for five minutes. I'd do that, but I wouldn't have him on the podcast. I have no opinions on this. Yep. Noms 11. If you could call the Corey hotline and get Corey Normandy, you still get charged. (laughs) I hope not. I hope that's toll free when you call it. That's funny. At GM Walker, what milestone of Ken Smith (laughs) Smalls is Fox Sports going to flog next? The Queen's 100th birthday won't get as much fanfare as CS400. Hey, I was about them flogging that. Like, it's the first time it's ever happened. Flog it all you want. And I li- I liked how mad people got about it too. That was also pretty fun. Um, David Hunter, should teams be allowed a designated goal kicker similar to the MLB? Who would teams sign? Oh, mate. De- could- Hasm could still be kicking. Hasm would get a contract tomorrow. Like, some of those guys could kick, you know, well into the- into their older age. There'd be some guys still kicking. Hasm would be. Who else could get signed? Um, his name Josh Mantellato. Remember that guy who could kick? Yeah, yeah, the nice. Yeah, he'd be in. He'd be in, mate. You might get. You might like. There's a goal kicker. Would they be worth like five hundred k? Maybe they might be. They'd be pretty valuable yeah. if you can go get a union guy who just nails them. Like Kerwin and Bosch. Get him over here on a designated kicker contract. I'm in. Okay, look, Mick Cowboys. He's asked a question about vision, but it's about the um. It's about the Clifford Field goal. So he said, what's the vision below? If you only pick one of the following things, what would it be and why? So the first one is the ability to kick wicked curved field goals or two, receives cuddles from Kyle Felt. Hmm. I don't know if I want to be cuddled by Kyle Felt. Why not? It just, I don't know if he's my type. I like Kyle Felt, but I don't know if I want the cuddles. So 
sick curve field goal to do it for me. You might have a, a role in the NRL as a designated field goal kicker, though. I could be. I could be on. I could be on here. <laughs> could be on. Uh, Hunter Austin is Dale as ruthless as the rest of the Dragons fans and the boys don't get the W. Mate, Dale hates the Dragons when they get the W as well. So yes. Lock and Hancock. I'm sure there's been plenty, but can you please name some worse centre wing pairing combos that end by and uh, Jennings? My God, they're an awful edge. Uh, there's got to be worse that played together. I'm sure. I'm sure Maranta Copley played together. Maranta Reed played together. Uh, Maranta played on the edge the other week with like Pearson, wasn't it? Yes. Like there's worse. Uh, Coates Osako this weekend and the current form was probably worse. Uh, South has definitely seen worse edges. How about South bringing Bryson Goodwin back? I'm happy. I'm happy with it. He's just gonna. Uh, he's, he was probably our best player that last year. Yeah. He played before he went to England. I mean, obviously, he probably doesn't play much first grade, but whatever. Why not? Uh, Nico B eight. Has anyone seen analysis of the injury frequency of teams against the ladder position? The Storm never seem to get injuries to their key players. I want it because every season they're a big chance to win the comp, and those players do all 1% off the field. Uh, there's actually there's direct correlation between injury and ladder position. Like, I mean, what what do you think? Of course, when the teams have their good players, they are more likely to finish the top of the competition. Well, it's no coincidence that teams. The teams that win the comp usually don't have yeah. very many yeah. injuries. I mean, you can generally players use lines up with it, but players use is skewed by origin. If you take that out and just leave injuries, it generally it really does relate to the ladder. And I mean, there's no shock there. A few more questions, like three more, I think, here. Mr. Pom360, what are your thoughts on Mark Gazzini's constant ref bashing, especially during the Manly Rabbits game? Uh, Gazzini's the worst commentator for me. Bungard? Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. Constantly, it's more annoying that he calls back to it all. Like again on Sunday, there was a knockback that was called knocked on, and he still went. Is that, how's how's that a knockback? Knock on, and, and Moses still yesterday wasn't, mate. Move on. No, it was the same game. It was when K no, Cus scored. No, he did it today. Oh, I did it he today did, as well. He did, he did, did it Sunday as well. Jesus Christ. Ronty Carlo, what does NRL review the shoulder charge in lights of the multi HA head clash as a result of players hitting front on and colliding with their heads? Made worse as players are told to tackle high to stop the offload. The shoulder charge was banned to protect the head. So wait, what do you mean review the shoulder charge? The shoulder charge rule... So you think they should bring the shoulder charge back? Uh, okay. The shoulder charge was banned to protect... I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand the question, Ronty. I don't know. I don't know if you want to see it, but I don't think you get it either. You, you, I went back a couple of years tried to find like the worst Souths back lines. Yeah. This, was a, this was a back five in round one, 2006. Yep. Uh, fullback Todd Polglaze, wingers Nathan Merritt and seven-year-old Paul Mellor, centers Shannon Hegarty and Buddy Gordon. Buddy Gordon, mate. Um, Shannon Hegarty played ten games in two thousand six. Lost them so all. Bad. Lost them all. He's so bad. Buddy. I can't believe Gordy went to the Cowboys after Souths. By the way, not good. Uh, two more questions. Lachlan Hancock is Cameron Munster still a menace? <laughs> Who is the biggest menace? You know. Oh well, we already been through this. Paul Wisdom's the biggest menace we know, but yeah, Cam Munster apparently still a menace. He's a menace at Cam Munster. He's a menace. Such a menace. So Mario Siegs again in the show additional reply section. The last question: Does skipping the un- upcoming internationals make Simmons un-Australian? Yes. Um, the way he did it, yes, I could understand if he came out and said, "I'm out of the internationals. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I've got about to get the biggest contract of my life. I need to protect myself or whatever coming up." But he declared he was in, and now he's pulled out, and I'm off him for that. I'm a big Ben Simmons guy, but you can't declare you're in sell tickets like they have and same with Anthony Davis and they pulled out after it's like boys you're in or you're out from the start but yeah, yeah. anyway that's it that's all the questions good, good show that's, that's it for this week great job by all of us they'll back next week yeah can't wait for that alright say goodbye Mitchell see you later goodbye from Spotify.